Hello and welcome back to Go Route Throw, Throw Down. Down. I am Haddon Fritz. The, 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 this is Traceville. I'm Traceville. This right here. That's Traceville. Not that's me. Haddon Brett. Not anyone else. That's Traceville. I'm ready to get it rocking. I'm ready to get it brewing. Reddit rocking. Reddit rocking. Sports is crazy right sports now. Sports is is actually kind of nuts. And by sports, we mean the two most important. Football and basketball. If you watch anything else. You do you. I don't care. I am not affiliated with Trace of Villain anyway. <laughs> um, but <laughs> on, on the subject, you're sitting right on, next to me. <laughs> on the subject of sports being crazy, the Dallas Cowboys are, in my opinion, pretty cool. Today we're doing a little thing that uh, I'm going to call fan favorites. Um, we're, fan we, favorites. We each have obviously a favorite team in both of these sports, and we're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about more than that. Uh, but I think it would be really fun if we start to deep dive into these teams a little bit. And I think starting with our favorite teams might be pretty cool. Um, so to start right off, my favorite football team is the Dallas Cowboys. How about them boys? How about them boys? How about them boys? Uh, you, you know what really like genuinely like frustrates me? is every time the Cowboys lose, NFL meme page IG posts a check-in to see if you're still them boys. <laughs> every time? Every time. With And they, every time they add the quarterback that beat us Bro, into I, the picture. I would have blocked him by now. No, because their other stuff is funny. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, anyways, the Dallas Cowboys are, are in my opinion, a, a very good NFL team. NFL memes dot IG. Underscore IG. Oh, underscore IG. That's even worse. My bad. It is your bad. Uh, I think the first the first point of any conversation when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys is Dakota Prescott. Um, so I still do not know who Dakota is. Dak. Okay. Dak is short for Dakota. So why isn't it Dakota? You know what I mean. This is the if dumbest name, dude I know. His name is Dak. So what was his, his, his name is his name is Dakota. So it should be Duck. But that's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Dakota Prescott has been uh, showing up a little more recently. He started off the season all right, like like a good quarterback, and then had some issues. Like Yeah, had some issues against the Cardinals and with consistency in the red zone like he has his whole career other than 2020 where he went absolutely nuts. Um, But he is actually first in the league right now in completion percentage with 70.7 percent that's impressive yeah and people people like to give him a lot of crap for uh you know picks and stuff but i mean he's tied with nine others for 12th place in picks with six you've you've got people in double digits right now like josh allen and then you have Dak with six who's tied with like joe burrow and uh i think geno smith too and yeah, he's I, playing great, and that's a big part of why the Cowboys are winning right now. Yeah, I I think um I think a big part of the problem with the Eagles' loss that we had uh was the defense just wasn't showing up, and that's yeah. that's not the best game to not show up. I mean, up. Yeah, you definitely can't put on the offense. They put up what thirty one, and the Eagles I mean, put up thirty three. Yeah, and and Dak put up like well over four hundred passing yeah. yards. So I mean. They did their job. It was the defense. It's whatever. But um, Dak, he had 
he has 2,415 passing yards, which is seventh in the league, which I still think is is pretty crazy uh, that he's getting that much because he has been getting a lot more comfortable outside of the pocket, scrambling, especially to the left side, trying to find that open receiver. And he's been making those crossbody passes more than I would have ever expected him yeah. to in his career. Um, like there's one against, I believe it was the Giants, uh, which, yes, you're supposed to beat the Giants and play great against the Giants. But at the same time, he was scrambling left, jumped, did a 180 in midair, and then crossbody threw it to CD on a corner. That's crazy. Like, it's, a, it's impressive that he's at the age he's at, and he's still getting better. Yeah, he and he's getting exponentially better this season, specifically. Yeah. Um, and on top of those yards, he is fifth in touchdowns with 17, uh, which, considering struggles in the red zone that we've had, for the past 50 years. <laughs> um, I, I think that's, that's really good. I'm, I'm really happy to see that. Uh, like I said, six picks and people, people need to stop hating about Dak and picks. Like, yes, last year was absolutely terrible on that front. That was horrible. That's in the past. Uh, Robert Griffin, the third, uh, he said it best. He said, we're talking about Dak throwing picks the way we should be talking about Josh Allen throwing picks. Because he's up to like 13, I think, or something crazy. I know he's like a good bit into double digits. Yeah, Allen and the Bills have been really concerning this year. Yeah, and, and people are trying to make excuses like, oh, it's the receiver's fault. But, I mean, you have Stephon you have Diggs, Stephon and, Gabe Diggs Davis, and Gabe Davis. And Dalton Kincaid as your tight end, and he's a great pass catcher. And then you have James Cook coming out of the backfield, who's a great pass catcher. No, I think the defense on the Bills has declined from what it was. I agree. Yeah. But at the same time, you have the pieces to be a high-powered offense, and they're really just not. They're, just not, they're not delivering the way they need to be. And the way they have in the past. Yeah, which also wasn't up to expectation. So, I don't know. Uh, but people really need to stop hating on Dak. He's he's having a great season. 268.3 yards per game, which is seventh in the league, and then a 105.1 passer rater, passer rating, wow. which is third in the league, behind Brock Purdy and Tua Tagovailoa. <laughs> um, which those those are like huge names to be going up against right now, with Brock Purdy being incredibly efficient and having literally every tool at his disposal. Yeah. And then Tua having apparently the arm of the gods and having Tyreek Hill, the fastest man on the planet, and Jalen Waddle, third fastest man on the planet. Big tight end. Yeah. Good O-line. Raheem Mostert, the fastest running back in the league for like seven years straight. And then they had uh, A-Chan, but he's injured. Uh, He was fun to watch when he was playing that. And the Cowboys have a solid skill group too as well, though. Yeah. They got C D Lamb. Yeah, that's they that's got Pollard is stepping into his prime now. Uh, we'll we'll get into that. C D is a top five to ten wide receiver. I, I think at this point I'm gonna take out the ten. I think he's a top five wide receiver uh in the league. And that range is no question. He's always said he said he's the best in the league. Well, I mean I don't know about you're that. you're supposed to say you're the best in the league. I don't think you're supposed to say you're the best in the league. I think you're supposed to be humble. I mean, I you think, can think you're the best in the league, but that's not what you say. I mean, T. Higgins isn't supposed to say he's the best in the league, but when you're C.D. Lamb, like on one of the most publicized about 
franchise. I think if I you're think to, I think to me, if you're asked that, I don't, I don't think you go Tyreek Hill. Like Devontae Adams isn't saying Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Cooper Cup isn't saying Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is the AG, best in the league. A, I know, and AJ Brown isn't saying Tyreek Hill. AJ Brown says AJ Brown, and he's more deserving of it. But that doesn't mean like if the situation was different. But I'm saying say I that. think. You say something like there's a lot of great guys, you know, but that's, I don't know. Um, that's but another discussion. C- CD is easily top five uh, in my eyes. He has 68 receptions, I agree. which is sixth in the league for 975 yards, which is third behind guess who? Tyreek Hill and AJ Brown. <laughs> and, and you have to remember his first like two or three games, he barely touched if at all touched 100 yards. And he had 100-plus-yard game in those first three games, which is crazy considering C.D. Lamb. For a long time, they were, uh, at the beginning there, they were talking about why C.D. isn't using the wide receiver one role through the offense that Mike McCarthy was getting. But now that they're finally hitting rhythm, C.D. has had, like, I think four out of his last five games have been 130-plus yards. That's crazy. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, he's he. There was a play against the Giants where he was. There was pi called on him. His hand was getting held down, and then he just casually catches it with the other hand, <laughs> like just very nonchalantly. And they called pi, but they didn't have to do anything because he still caught it like it was nothing. Um, and he has he has fourteen point three yards per reception, which is twenty sixth. But at the same time, you got to consider volume in that. Uh, people who are catching a lot less passes, but for longer uh, returns, are gonna be in there. Uh, four touchdowns receiving, which is nineteenth, and tied with fourteen others. Um, that's not crazy. I, I don't think that's a, a but, huge issue. But I don't think that touchdowns is always a, is representative of how good a player is. I agree, especially because uh, the way the Cowboys run their offense is when they get in the red zone, it's run or tight end that's oh, yeah. that's 99 uh, of yeah, their definitely red zone offense so yeah and then that really just depends on a lot of things yeah i mean i i personally am of the opinion that if cd's down there throw it up to him because i mean we had a play where we were uh, against the eagles where we were trying to get a a touchdown that would probably win us the game and we threw it up to jalen tolbert Instead of CD Lamb, CD Lamb was wide open on a corner to the left, and we threw it to Jalen Tolbert. Yeah, so I I think, but I think you you also pin that on Dak a little bit. I agree, um, but the play call was for Tolbert. That's where yeah. I'm a little a little frustrated with McCarthy. But again, if you if you see it like you were saying, uh, as Dak, if you see CD wide open, make that read, throw him the ball instead of a super contested ball to a yeah. Stop I mean, the plays for the tight end, but. No, it can not, not, the, not the tight end. He's a receiver, Tolbert. Our tight end. Tolbert, I'm sorry. I meant receiver. Yeah. yeah. And the play is for Tolbert, but, I mean, that's not – the way plays work is you make reads, so you yeah. don't just draw it up to all. You can't blame Dak because – Yeah. I mean, the, the way he made his read on that play was uh, a high-low off to the right, and so he, he read the drag route by – Ferguson and then Tolbert had like a little bit of space, but then Slay just caught up to him because yeah. it's Darius Slay. Yeah. Um, and he threw it anyways, which was unfortunate, but it is what it is. 
Um, CD is averaging 108.3 yards per game, which is fourth in the league. Uh, and it's a career high for him if he keeps this up by almost 30. Yeah. I mean, that's not talked about enough that it's honestly a big leap year. Yeah. Like, it's it's a huge he, leap year. He wasn't even this player last year. And he was insane last year, too. <laughs> so he, he that's had, really impressive. Yeah. I, I'm super happy with where he's going. 79.1 catch percentage, which is first for anyone with 60-plus receptions and third for those with 50-plus. And what that means, if you are unaware, is it's uh, dividing targets by receptions or the other way around. So it's how how much percentage of targets you are actually receiving. Um, so that's insane. Almost 80% of the times he's targeted, he is catching that pass. That's ridiculous. Definitely. And and I, I'm just so happy to see that with him. Uh, he is one of the best route runners in the league right now and has the best hands the Cowboys have seen with a receiver in a while. Um, I mean, Amari Cooper's last season was really good, but even he didn't have the hands like that. He kind of just won a foot race every drive. Um, like the last person we've seen with hands, even somewhat similar to this was Des Bryant. And then if we're talking realistically, Michael Irvin, um, which was in the night. Like Calvin Johnson. I'm talking about on, on the Cowboys. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm not talking about like Cooper Cup and Calvin Johnson here. I'm talking about Cowboys receivers. Okay, I got you. Um, and so it's it's really cool to see him taking a new trajectory with that. Uh, on to Pollard, who is not taking a leap. He is a good bit down in production. Um, 529 rushing yards, which. Consider, considering his role right now isn't what we need it to be because um, he'll have like a couple explosive runs and then we'll lose in the red zone um, and then anytime we're trying to run it up the run it up the gut to get like a third and two which is nine out of ten times we run it um, he gets like a yard yeah and and we we need to start using him better but at the same time we don't have anyone else who can play that role of like we need a first and down do you, do you think it's the run blocking or do you think it's pollard it's not the it's run, a combination of i both? don't think it's either i think it's play calling i think it's play calling yes uh because i mean we have a top three o-line in the league undoubtedly zach martin has more pro bowls than holding calls in his career that's ridiculous yes <laughs> um and then we have tyron smith who's also a pro bowler tyler biotish who's also a pro bowler we have tyler smith who is a future pro bowler he was he was the best uh run and pass blocker last year who was a rookie and this is his sophomore season and he's only getting better i mean the only complaint i have with our own line is terrence stealing penalties um but really I, I think it's play calling i think mccarthy needs to see what he is and use him as such at the very least design something that will give him a little more help on the inside like maybe motion the tight end over and then have him run off and lead block i think something like that would help pollard a lot um because i mean if he's in a foot race he's probably winning just yeah. based on his nature i mean same with rico dowdle but we're using him in that role so we need someone to run up the gut. Um, Pollard also has two rushing touchdowns, which like, okay. Um, would like to see more, but it is what it is. 3.9 yards per attempt, which I would really like to see more. 
I would like to see a lot more, especially for yeah, how I mean, much we're I, running. Ideally, you at least want four and a half to five. Yeah. Um, and then 29 receptions for 190 yards with 6.6 per reception. Um, I I think that's fine. I like that. I like that a lot. I think we should pass to him more. I think uh, it's it's been underwhelming because of play calling. And obviously he can do it. And adding and doing that and adding that to your offense just adds another dynamic to that offense that the defense has yeah, to think that's, about. That's why Christian McCaffrey has been so successful. Yeah, both places. They definitely like players like Dalvin Cook. Yeah, have I, been I, so have been so successful. Partially part of that because Alvin of that. Kamara. Alvin Kamara. I was about to say. I mean, him and CMC have had almost identical careers. If you if you look at the stats, it's it's pretty insane. Yeah. Um, the stuff that a pass catching running back can do for you. And I just wish we could use him more like that. Uh, On to defense. Micah Parsons, he seems a little underwhelming when you look at, like, the stats. uh, But I kind of like where he's at right now. Um, He has two passes defense, one forced fumble, and that fumble was recovered by him. He has seven and a half sacks, which is 10th in the league, 31 tackles. 10 tackles for loss, which is 11th in the league, 17 QB hits, which is fourth and 24 QB pressures. Uh, like I said, he seemed underwhelming, but I mean, he's getting doubled almost every play and his main role at this current state is to draw attention from the other guys on the D line. Yeah. And it's working. It's working very well. Demarcus Lawrence is another person who's taking a lot of attention away. So you have our D tackles are starting to shine with Odigizua and Neville Gallimore. <laughs> and I mean, anytime you have that player or two, that's going to draw away the defense. Yeah. That's going to be huge for your D line. So yeah, like you said, looking at the stats, it could seem, and it is a little underwhelming, mm. but you have to consider other things as well. Yeah. Like a basketball term is that is thrown around is gravity. Yeah. That's present there with him too. Yeah. And other elite edge rushers like that. For sure. And and I think honestly the biggest thing that I want to take away from our defense is the Duran Bland, our current C B one. Uh he has five picks, which is second in the league. But what I really want to talk about is three pick sixes, which is first in the league, and Tied for fourth in pick sixes in one season all time. That's crazy. That is nuts. This is his. And we're halfway is, through the season. Yeah, this is his, I think, third season ever. <laughs> and he's doing this. Uh, tying first would be four. And if he got five pick sixes this year, he would be first all time. And who's first? Uh, it's like four dudes. I think uh, Jenkins, like Denor- Janoris Jenkins Janoris is up Jenkins. there. Uh, and Eric Allen is up there. I can't remember the other ones, though. Uh, he has 11 passes defense as well, which is six in the league. And he he is taking so big a leap, I can't even truly comprehend it. <laughs> like, I, I wasn't expecting this. No, nobody could have. Yeah. That's it? Yep, that's all for the Cowboys. All right. I'm going to talk about the Steelers here really quickly. My favorite team, the beautiful Pittsburgh Steelers. Beautiful or not so beautiful. <laughs> I mean, hey, they're 6-3. and three. They're the fifth seed. And they're in reach. <laughs> I wrote Ratbirds. <laughs> they're in reach of taking over the Ravens for the division. Ratbirds is nuts. 
That's what they are. <laughs> but you know, you look at the stats, they really shouldn't be six and three. So something has to change if they want to sustain this and pull it into the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, the Matt Canada zone is too real. The Matt Canada, I mean, I could. This is his third year, and he's been bottom five defense all three. Offense. Offense all three years. Yeah. He's been bottom five offense all three years. That's insane that he still has yeah. a job. Week in, <laughs> week in and week out, he, perf- he underperforms. Week in and week out, he proves himself as a dog shit coordinator. <laughs> and week in and week out, Tomlin's like, oh, it's fine. No, the, the, the real thing that got me is the Bills just fired their OC after like keeping them in the top three offense in the league. Like four years. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now the Steelers are just like staring at him. <laughs> like you, you could get rid of Matt Canada and hire this dude who's proven to be an amazing coordinator. Just saying. But I don't think they'll do it. I don't either. They're 26th in the league in points per game. 28th in yards per game. 1.7 touchdowns per game. That's, 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 good for, that's good for 27th. They're better than four teams. Pickett's struggling. Canada sucks. The team's winning. I don't think it's sustainable. Oh, for sure not. I mean, defense is literally the number one thing. They're 29th in passing yards per game. That's crazy. When you consider the weapons they have. Yeah. They have Najee Harris can catch it out the backfield. They have Deontay Johnson, mm-hmm. who was a premier wide receiver with Ben, with old Ben. Yeah. With, <laughs> with super old Ben, who could who could barely move his legs. <laughs> They had, they have Pickens, who should be a rising star. They have Fryermuth, who mm-hmm. should, who looked like he was going to be a rising yeah. star. Darnell Washington, six eight. Cal- Calvin Austin, one of the fastest wide receivers. Yeah, and they're terrible. Yep, real, real bad. Why are they terrible? I mean. Put it like this. He's the most predictable. Yeah. On top of his play calls are just the most inferior. Uh, <laughs> I, I think another thing that is, is in my opinion, really going wrong here is that he doesn't read the defense and take that into consideration with his play calling. He chooses a play call yeah, th- it's, before taking into consideration the defense. Yeah, and and he doesn't want them audibled. Yeah, and he gets super frustrated when it gets audibled. So why are they winning? Mm-hmm. I want to talk about a little bit. It's a disciplined team. They're eighth best in penalties per game, mm-hmm. meaning they have the eighth least penalties yeah. as a team. They're not the most stifling defense. They actually give up a lot of yards per game. Mm-hmm. But they get a lot of turnovers. They're number one in the league for turnovers per game. Mm-hmm. Number one turnover margin, meaning the ratio for how many they got to the other team. Yeah. And on that note, they actually don't turn the ball. They don't get yards, but they don't turn the ball over. Yeah. 
only 0.9 per game. That's good for second best in the league. Yeah, I, I think when it comes to uh, a good, like, honestly, great defense, what, what you really need in this situation and is linebackers for the run game. I think that's that's my biggest concern. And then other than that, uh, you need yeah. corners. Uh, but Pat, Pat the, Pete's been all right. The, the corner situation will get a lot better. Just having Fitzpatrick back when he gets back from his injury because that's just he's so dynamic and all over the place. Yeah. But then again, you need you need more safeties too. I can't name a single other safety on the Steelers. No, it's not great. Uh, but I mean, it's thankful that we have him. Yeah, for sure. We're missing Terrell Edmonds. Fans didn't love him. Yeah, but he was a good player. Yeah. And they're really missing his run defense, and he wasn't bad in the zone either. You wouldn't want to line him up for man-to-man, Yeah, but he could play I, his own well. He made tackles secure every time. I mean, He stuffed the run. They're really missing Terrell with, Edmonds. With, with Terrell Edmonds, you want to fill that A-gap and then play it as you see it. Yeah. Um, and I think I think even manning him up on the running back on certain plays could be very good out of the A-gap. Uh, and, and I think a big... A big part of the reason why you're missing him is because you don't have anyone else who can do that. Yeah. And on that note, they're missing Robert Spillane, who mm. got to the uh, the Raiders and is balling out now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my king. Spillane. <laughs> so, yeah, the defense has some holes. The offense doesn't really have holes, but... <laughs> It has one huge hole. It has one gargantuous hole. And Pickett is raising some questions, too, at this point. Yeah. Um, but also, I, I I don't think Pickett's getting a big chance. I agree, but I also don't think when he does get those chances, he's performing. Not at the level you'd like him to. Not at the level that is good enough to win. So, I think he's probably got... One more year as the first year starter yeah. next year, and that's gonna like be the make it or break it. Oh, for sure. But I think if you don't fire Canada, you're not giving him a chance. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think on that note, talking about the Steelers and their struggles with winning, we should talk about the playoffs. And I think a big part of that uh, whole situation there is the AFC. I mean, the AFC is just jam-packed with winning um yeah you got the chiefs at one that are seven and two which are struggling as of late offensively due to the lack of good receivers they have travis kelsey and Michael hardman but that's that's really all i can yeah see um and then isaiah pacheco has been good but i don't see his production being enough to put them over the edge especially when you have Kelsey being doubled and Miko Hardman not being dynamic enough to make that much of a difference. Um, second, we have the Ravens. They they seem to be choking when games get close. Uh, when games get within like a score, it it starts to seem like a losing battle for them. And I yeah. think I think a big part of that is turnovers. Lamar is fumbling the ball like it's. Hot. Like it's like it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> he's playing hot potato with the other team. Um that's crazy. <laughs> he he's he's playing really well when he keeps the ball, but he's playing very well. Yeah. And I, I think the defense is also playing very well. I think against the Browns, they struggled a lot. Uh, but I also think the Browns offense just had an incredible game. Um 
and I I I see them being yeah. more consistent, but and I don't think I don't the Browns are as good as they're playing right now, to be honest. Um, well, my thing with the Browns is their offense is decent. They have, they have a good O line. They had Nick Chubb. They don't have a run game anymore, really. And their backup is actually playing really good. They have Amari Cooper, who's a top 10 receiver in the league. Yeah. They had Deshaun Watson, who just went down with a season-ending shoulder injury. That's uh, crazy that they so, lost their quarterback. And he was starting to finally get into his groove a little yeah. bit. And then they have the best defense in the league. So it, I think their their defense wins them so many games, but now they lost Deshaun Watson. They're going to start losing, and the playoff run is over, in my opinion. Most likely, and if they do make it, it's going to stop there. Yeah. Um, third is the Jags. The Jaguars. I wanted to talk about some surprise teams. Obviously, you just got it laid out. Yeah. The Jaguars, 6-3, and three, they're the third seed. Uh, I, I think they're a, a very good regular season team with a wow. DPOY candidate. But I think they Josh Allen's lack consistency. Good for him. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. What? Josh Allen. Oh, the. <laughs> My bad. I forget there are two Josh Allens, dude. <laughs> and that's the DPOY candidate. That's the DPOY candidate. Um, I was like, no, what? But yeah, I. He didn't honestly take that much of a leap. He's he's been great for years. He's, he's just, been really good. He's just but I think out he did a, take a, a big bit leap. more. Um, he's he's showing out more and taking a leap on uh, the edge. That's what I'll give you, a hundred percent. But everything else, he's he's been so good at for so long. But that edge ability is so important to yeah. a team, like especially X, for a X, linebacker. X factor to a defense. Yeah. Um. But their their offense just lacks the consistency that you would like to see. And other than Josh Allen. I mean, you're kind of lost on defense. Yeah. I actually thought they were going to be a little bit worse. I'm surprised they're doing this well right now. Uh, I, I mean, don't think they're going to go too far in the playoffs with the team they have. I agree. That's what that's what I meant by good regular season team. Yeah, I, I think they, I think they've got a good offensive chemistry going. I think they're still super young, so I don't know. Um, and then the Dolphins, six and three, but they're own three against any team who is five hundred or more. That's crazy. Uh, I I think their defense they'll, is they'll a give huge the issue. the Broncos seventy and the Chiefs twelve. Yeah, <laughs> and then the Broncos gave the Chiefs like thirty four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Broncos are starting to win. That's yeah. interesting. I I think it's it's good to see. I think Russ is finally fighting out there. Uh, the Steelers are fifth in the AFC, six and three. Talked they, about that. They face the Browns this week, which could make or break either team. And like you said, Matt Canada seems to be pretty terrible. Two weeks but ago, I think... he called a decent game. Last week, he didn't call a good game. I I think he's he's improving very slightly, but I wouldn't bet on a huge improvement. I um, wouldn't either. I, uh, please don't. You're gonna lose your money. <laughs> and the Browns, their their season's over. Uh, and then the Texans. The Texans are five and four, and their offense Incredible. has been playing nuts. CJ Stroud is in the MVP conversation as a rookie. Imagine CJ Stroud just put Noah Brown on the map. Imagine, <laughs> like that's a crazy thing to do. Imagine MVP rookie of the year, dude. That's, that's like that's like D Rose twenty eleven. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Um. That's crazy. their their defense is also 
starting to improve with Will Anderson finally finding his role and their DBs are finally trying to look better. Uh, also, someone who doesn't get talked about enough with the Texans is Devin Singletary. They're uh, yeah, back. having a great season and he was starting to slow down on the Bills. Yeah. And he's come to the Texans and really getting some life here. Kind of like Ingram going to the Ravens yeah. back in like 2019, yeah. 2020. Uh-huh. Kind of like that is yeah. how the vibes I'm getting there. And yeah, very impressive. That's helping them a lot. Yeah. Because that just takes a lot of pressure off Stroud uh-huh. to have that run game like that and really allowing him to thrive. Yeah. Um, and then we move to the NFC. Eagles are first because, duh, 8-1, uh, and one, best record in the NFL and my personal Super Bowl favorites. Um, they're for sure making it. I think they win it. I think their offense is incredible. I think when I when, think, it, when it comes to crunch time, Jalen Hurts turns I think, over the ball a lot less. I think they're not for sure making it because I think they could run into San Francisco, and I think that's going to be a game. I think it's going to be a game. I think the Eagles win it because Purdy is still rattled from every loss, and I think, I think being that rattled from your first loss going through now is a real but problem. But you got to think, there's, he's going to have... A lot more games between now and then. That's true. To get that together. That's true. But at the same time... I mean, you got to think. He's only lost three games in his career. And he was used to winning, 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 winning. So now that he's getting faced with reality a little bit... Yeah. That mature... You would expect that maturity to come in. Yeah, but... He also hasn't played against the second best D-line well, yeah. in the NFC. Of course. Uh, second only to the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> yeah. And then they have a better secondary. Fred Warner is a better linebacker than, uh, I forget his name, number seven. I think it's Hassan Reddick for the Eagles. Uh, that That's sounds right. right. That's right. Um, but I, I think the Eagles make it. Uh, second is Lions, seven and two. Very uh, impressive. Incredible leap from last year. Uh, I think I think inconsistent on the defensive side. Yeah, uh, I mean offensively, I think Jer- they, Jared Goff, uh, Almond Ross, St. Brown. I think they amazing. got a great coach. Of course, that's I agree. a huge factor. Yeah, Dan Campbell, Almond Ross, St. Brown. Like you said, he has come like leaps and bounds from when he was a rookie, and he yeah. is awesome. Yeah, He's and really great. Jared Goff has been a solid QB for forever now. Yeah, um, and then Aiden Hutchinson. The 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 hero of all heroes. Uh, I mean, Coming he's, to save their he's, defense. He's a top ten edge rusher in his sophomore season or junior season. Sophomore, season. sophomore, sophomore season. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, we'll go with sophomore. He's, he's going really good. If he, we're wrong, he, he took I don't a huge hear leap. <laughs> he took a huge leap, and that's really helping them. But I mean, there's no shot they make it past the Eagles or Niners. Um. Niners, like I said, they show a lot of promise, and they have the weapons to do it, but Purdy seems to be rattled more and more after every but, loss. Uh, uh, and I think I think a big issue here is McCaffrey is still fighting off injuries. Um, I mean, Debo is still fighting off injuries, and Trent Williams seems to be deteriorating as well. Yeah. I am going to look at Purdy and say that could be a concern. Yeah. But almost... Almost everything else about that team is damn near perfect. I agree. But I think, like I said, the injuries are going to be a huge concern. So, I mean, yeah, that's relying on them staying healthy, of course. But I think if you take the team they have, 95, 90% healthy, Mm -hmm. 
Purdy or no Purdy or Mahomes, I mean, that team's good enough to beat anybody. Yeah. I mean, I I do think uh that the Eagles receivers will provide a huge problem for them. I think yeah. I think also I having the best O line in the league will help against uh, the best D line in the league, it'll be a battle instead of just overpowering on either side. Yeah. Uh, the tush push will still prevail, as we have seen. Uh, yeah. And and I think I think it's going to be a great game. I think the Eagles won it. Um, and then we have the Saints are the fourth seed at five and five. Five and uh, five, four seed. How? 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 Just how? Um, Chris Olave and Derek Carr are getting there chemistry wise, but it's. It's the defense. The defense has been playing yeah, 100%. absolutely bonkers. Marshawn Lattimore is having a comeback season at the ripe age of 57. <laughs> um, and uh, their D-line has also improved a whole lot. And I think that's cool, I guess. Yeah. Someone has to win the NFC I, South. <laughs> I think they're going to hit a wall in the playoffs if they make the playoffs. And I don't know where they go as a future. Yeah, I... I I don't know. Chris Olave is great. That's it. Um, then Seahawks are fifth at six and Seahawks. three. <laughs> Continuing their like Geno Smith Cinderella story from last year. Um, so, so like I said with the Jags, good regular season team, way too inconsistent. Geno Smith is is dialing it back on the completion percentage that he had last year that yeah. won him comeback player of the year. Yeah. Um, he's still playing good, but I mean. You need DK to take a larger role, and you need Kenneth Walker to run that ball way more. Agreed. Um, I, I think I think it's partially due to play calling. I think their defense, their secondary specifically, is nuts. I think having Bobby Wagner back there uh, on a one-year contract was huge. I think their D-line also sucks. Cowboys 6-3 and three, talked about them. They have a lot of potential right now. Yes. They could do big things. I don't think this season is the season. Yeah. But they're they're an inconsistent team. Who knows? They're inconsistent in the playoffs more specifically. Yeah. I think when it comes to uh regular season, there's there's I some could, issues I, with, with youth. I could but. also see them blowing up in the playoffs, blowing up in a good way. Yeah. And just knocking off some good teams and yeah. advancing. I could see them giving it, a, I it, could see them putting up Eight in a game. Yeah. If, <laughs> if if I could ask for anything this playoffs, like dream scenario, I just want them to beat the Niners, dude. I want them to beat the Niners so bad because um, it's, it's been, what, three playoff runs I don't see in a it. row? I don't see it happening. I think it could happen, but that's, I don't think That's it why will. I said dream scenario. Uh, Vikings. Seventh is the Vikings. Josh Jobs is apparently the second coming of prime Cam Newton. I did want to talk about that <laughs> a little bit. Josh Dobbs was the third string quarterback since like 2017 for the Steelers mm-hmm. on and off. I've seen this guy play. Mm-hmm. I've seen him on the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. He was mediocre at best. Yep. He's in the Vikings now. He's played two games. <laughs> He's nuts. He's nuts. What I want to say is it's crazy. I don't think it's going to hold up. What happens with these guys is they come to the right team. They have a great season. Mm. They sign four years, $120 million. Daniel Jones. Daniel <laughs> Jones. Daniel Jones. Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. Oh, my kid. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Oh. I mean, even Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz to a slightly lesser extent. Who, who blew up his elbow three times. 
and I think he's gonna I think he's gonna sign a ton of money to like the fucking probably the Vikes in my opinion somebody uh I mean and I, I think he's I think he's gonna be below average at best well my thought is he's he on the Steelers didn't have a chance uh to to show out or shine on the Cardinals on the Cardinals he didn't really either, I think I think he for, I think he did on the Steelers was, he was competing with Mason Rudolph Mason Rudolph's not good yeah but you also got to consider and Mason and Rudolph experience. beat him out yeah but you got to consider Asian experience. What do you mean? Like he was very, very young. Mason Rudolph was younger. He was younger. Yes. I don't know. But on the car- <laughs> on the Cardinals, he had no help on offense, no receivers. Yeah. He had Marquise Brown. I mean, That's I it. I agree that Cardinals team sucked. And Zach Ertz, I guess. But... Um. I now he has Jordan Addison, who's like the second best rookie wide receiver, and it's getting close and then you have uh jay jettas who hasn't been playing recently and they're zero and five with him on the field or one and four no they're one and four with him on the field oh or five and oh without him on the field which is crazy that's nuts uh that they're more winning with him out yeah but i i think him actually having weapons and him having an o-line is doing great for him, and I think the coordinators love him. I mean, the first game he played, he didn't know any of the players' names. Yeah, that's a fact. Like he didn't play in practice. He, he, he didn't he, know the players' names. He, he, hop, he opted off. The, he opted off the plane. Got to his hotel. Went to sleep. Woke up. Played showed a game. Up, showed up to the stadium. <laughs> yeah, and then he threw for like 280 yards and ran for like another 120. Yeah, and like three touchdowns. Yeah, he has the most rushing touchdowns in the league, I think, right now for a QB. You, is that true? I think so. It was either over it was, the season. It was either touchdowns or yards. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's a crazy story, and I'm I'm kind of happy to see it. But next next on the agenda is the NBA playoff picture basketball. We're playing uh, basketball. We're playing. No. No, I'm good. Uh, Come so on now. I I have. That's a classic. Up here, the current rankings, and then I also have uh, the my predictions on it. And I think we could uh, talk about it a little bit. So currently in the East, uh, currently in the East, we have Sixers at first, which I think will hold up. Uh, personally. I think the Celtics are going to pass them, but I could see it going either way. I could also see it going either way. I think the Sixers are are playing out of their minds. I think Tyrese Maxey is finally in a role that he needed to shine, and I think he's going to not keep up 30 points a game, but I think he's going to keep at least 26 points a game. I think he's going to keep getting blocks, which is nuts. He had like a three-block game. Uh, He's been playing amazing defensively. And another thing about him is he's a leader, Yeah, which is big for them. Yeah, and and Embiid likes him. That's, That's an even bigger thing. Yeah. Uh, and then they have Tobias Harris, who's having a comeback year, <laughs> and uh, DeAnthony. Tobias Melton. Harris has had such a weird career. Yeah, <laughs> DeAnthony Melton is finally starting to hit his stride. Yeah, uh, I, I think they're a really good team. Uh, two as of right now, and what I think will be two as well is the Celtics, the Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics. They have a really great they have team. A very good team. I I could I I personally see them landing at one. I could see that. I could see. 
there's them at one or two, and I could see the Sixers anywhere from one to three. Who do you think would the, come in two to the, three? I think that the Bucks could do it. I honestly think the Heat could do it at the rate they're playing. Mm-hmm. That's about it. I, I think the Sixers land one to two, and I think the Celtics land one to two. That's my, that's that's my fair. guess. I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Celtics have a crazy good team, a lot of depth, and that depth is like previous All-Stars. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's pretty incredible. And then... Uh, got the Heat at three. Current uh, third, we have the Heat. A little bit of a surprise. We'll talk about them more later. Yeah. Part of fan favorites. Fan favorites. Well, for now, let's go to the Pacers. Uh, Pacers, I, I love them. Having I, a great season. Just knocked off the Sixers. Uh, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton is nuts. He had a 15 assist, zero turnover Tyrese, game. Tyrese Halliburton looks like the new fucking point guard. <laughs> Dude... He's he's like six four with like a six ten wingspan. Yeah, and he's a locked Weird, weirdest looking jumper, but he splashes it. And he's he's shooting like forty six percent from three. Awesome like playmaker. percent from from the field. Yeah, I mean he he's putting up seventeen assists a game easy. Yeah, like he's he's averaging twelve to thirteen assists a game. He's turning into a premier player right now, and it's great. Not he's, turning into he is a premier player. He's right great. Now. Uh, and he's he's a three and D player who handles the ball perfectly, crazy efficient, both in passing, in defense, or in all passing, defense, and shooting. It's it's ridiculous. And then, yeah, they got a good, well-rounded young team. It'll be fun to see them yeah, move forward. I I would like to see better efficiency from Buddy Heald, but he's never been too efficient. I was looking at this yesterday. Uh, he's currently shooting around forty-six percent from the field and like. 33 to 34% from three. His three-point percentage, you would think, will rise. Well, the he's never gone above 37% from three. Yeah, um, but it should rise from 33. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, and then Benedict Matherin is another person I would like to see be more efficient on offense. And I, wanna, I agree. I think he's being underwhelming this year. Yeah. Well, let's have a buddy heel. I just want to say one thing. I think that... He doesn't have to be the most efficient. Obviously, you like it. Yeah. But um, he has that gravity that you talk about mm. that just opens up a lot for the offense. Just yeah. having him on the court is such a threat for the defense. Yeah. I, I would just like better decision-making as well. He's averaging two turnovers a game. Yeah. Uh, just better decision-making all around. Uh, fifth currently. Oh yeah, Pacers. I see being third. Heat. I see being fourth. Those could go either way. I could see Pacers going anywhere from three to five, and Heat going anywhere from three to four. Honestly, I, I could um, see the Heat going anywhere from three to six. I yeah. could see the Pacers I, going anywhere from three to five or six too. Uh, five currently is the Hawks. This will not keep up. I guarantee this will not keep up. They don't have enough depth. That no, is, that is consistent. They're enough. incredibly shallow. They're shallow, and their shallowness isn't that great. <laughs> yeah. They have Trey Young. Young, who I'm honestly not super high on. I, I think with I think, his role right now, he's good. He needs more help. That's my yeah. thoughts on it. I think him and DeJounte Murray are starting to learn to play together yes. better. Yeah. That's helping them a lot. So if that keeps up, then that they can win like that, I think. Yeah. I think they they have Clint Capella. He's a, been a solid center for a decade now. Yeah, you know who's playing better than him? Onyeke Okungwu, their backup center last year and this year is playing better than Clint Capella. It's a good, I, it's I good think, problem to have though. 
I mean, he's been on my radar for forever. Super athletic, six yeah. nine, like a seven one wingspan. I mean, this this dude is is crazy and will be crazy if he can uh, keep out of injury. Which fingers crossed. They got Hunter, a good wing player. Yeah, three and D. Also a little underwhelming the past like two or three years. Yeah, uh, I think after that they're just so yeah. I I agree. Uh, I see them landing at probably six just because of they got more firepower than the rest of the East below them. Yeah. Uh, and then Bucks are currently at six. I have them at five. I mean, you have Dame. You have Giannis. Uh, Giannis. You Middleton. have what? Middleton. Middleton. Yep. And uh, you have, oh, what's his face? Lopez. Brooke Lopez. And Taking else, a step back is Lopez. Yeah. Which you expect. He's 35 now. Yeah. I mean, he's still an anchor in the paint but i mean he's getting slow to the point where it's too noticeable yeah Uh, i mean he's never been the quickest but i mean he's getting slow to the point where it's a huge problem when rotating um dame has been inconsistent he's had some good games he's also had some really poor games i think uh, i mean Giannis is crazy he, he yeah he could he probably will get better but I my prediction is he'll get better in the playoffs, like he did the two times he went. Maybe three, maybe three, <laughs> two to three. It's a range. Two to three. We'll see what we count. that Damian. Looking back, that Nurkic Lillard McCullum team was so crazy. Yeah, it it it, it, it just it wasn't good. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, it really wasn't. Yeah, and the Blazers stink now because now they don't have their one player. They don't have anything. They don't have their team. Damian Lillard. <laughs> uh, but I, I see never the, run away from the grind. I see the Bucks at at five because I see them being very inconsistent. I think they're getting more and more shallow, and their bench players just aren't playing well enough. Um, seven as of right now is the Nets. I have them. Uh, at eight, I agree with that. Uh, I think I think Cam Thomas is playing really well. I think I would like to see more ball movement. Their defense is Cam nuts. Thomas is playing well. I still think Mikael Bridges is playing very well. Yeah. Uh, I, I their defense, like I said, nuts. You have Mikael Bridges, who's like one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Uh-huh. Nick Claxton, who's one Nick, of the best defenders. Uh, period. Mikael Bridges league. is honestly great on offense too. Yeah, but I'm I'm talking about their defense as a whole. Okay. And Dorian Finney-Smith, who's been a great three and D player for years now for the Mavs, miss him. Um, and hey, they're they're better than they were ever were with him. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's sad though. It's sad. I'm I've watched him my whole my whole childhood, dude. It's so sad. Uh, and they have they have Spencer Dinwiddie, who's big. But he's really struggling to be efficient on offense and on defense. He's struggling to find his role with so many other, yeah, great defenders. Yeah, uh, they have Cam Thomas, also not the best defender, but he started the season flaming hot, and he hasn't cooled down that much. He's cooled down a little bit, but he's definitely he's still he's still twenty seven points per game. He's definitely <laughs> he's definitely stepped into his role. Yeah, and he's going to be big for them moving forward if they can yeah. use him right. For sure. Uh, and then currently at eight is the Knicks. I have them being at seven. The Knicks, I see. Yeah, I could see the Knicks going seven, six, maybe even five. I, I see Knicks, uh, Jalen Brunson, great player. Miss him too so much. 
Uh, and then Julius Randle is finally starting to hit his stride. He was playing terrible to start the season, but yeah. he's he's getting there. And I'm I glad think to see it for I him. think when Julius Randle's on, he can be really yeah. really on. I think he can be a four level player when he's on. Yeah, I I mean they're they're so deep when it comes to the guard position. You would like to see a little more depth. Yeah. Uh, maybe at the trade deadline, but I mean, an unsung hero there is Mitchell Robinson. Oh yeah. Oh, that, he's been. Yeah. You sent me the um the offensive rebounds. Yeah, he's got forty five, which is, <laughs> which is like third in the team rankings. Yeah, yeah. He he's he's third in the team rankings in offensive rebounds as one player. That's ridiculous. That's no, that's like seriously. And and he's a a crazy good rim protector. He he knows where to be on the pick and roll. Super efficient. Time. Crazy like seventy plus percent. Uh. Yeah, I mean that's just an incredible player. No one another about. another player is honestly stepping up a little bit as R.J. Barrett. He's been yeah. inconsistent. They want him to be the star. He probably won't be. Jalen Brunson is, for all that I know. <laughs> but he's stepping into his role as a good scorer, mm-hmm. good defender. I think he's a great asset for them. I think he can yeah. do a lot of things. I think he can be a little bit like Josh Giddy for the Knicks. I I don't know about that in like play style. I think in terms of like I mean role. I don't think so for that either. I I think I think he needs to have the ball in his hands a lot more uh than than they're going to let him. Yeah. Uh, I I think he's a better defender than Giddy. I think he's oh, a, I a much worse passer than Giddy. He's a much better defender than Giddy and he's uh, a much and worse And he's much more than... athletic. I they're very different players. I think if you're talking about uh, the weight they hold for the team, yeah, I see that for sure. I think but that I think that yeah, and I was never claiming that they're similar styles of play. I think he is a solid playmaker, not obviously not like Giddy, yeah. but I think at the rate they're going, they could win a lot of games. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, below them, nine Magic. I have them out of the playoffs. Uh, they, they've had a crazy run so far. Paolo Bencaro is facilitating, which I didn't expect, but I love to see. Paolo Bencaro is having a great season. He's taking a leap in his second season after winning rookie of the year. <laughs> like, I, I love to see it. I love to see guys improve instantly and just get into that grind. I don't, yeah, I think I don't see with the, the facilities they have right now, them making a play and run. I think the Wagner brothers are solid pieces. Yeah. I, I've been especially Franz. Especially Franz. Moe's been surprisingly good too. Yeah. I, I think that um Markel Foltz is a solid point guard. Yeah. He's a good second option. That that could fit into literally any team. Jalen Suggs has been nuts. I, I need to say that real quick. Third I, year? He's averaging two I think it's like fourth. It might be third. Uh, third or fourth. He, he's averaging like two steals a game. He's shooting like 43% from three and like 52% from the field. And he's playmaking crazily. Like this dude is nuts. Um, yeah, but I, I, I see them being inconsistent and dropping off personally. Uh, Ten currently are the Raptors. I have them at nine in the East. I think Scotty Barnes is incredible. Spicy P making a comeback season. Uh, and... I think they have the pieces to make yeah. it to the plans. I don't think they make it out of it. Um, and then I have the Cavs at my turn. I, I, I can't see them being this bad for the whole season. I can't. I see them winning games at least in the regular season. Yeah, I think. 
they could even be better than that. I could see the Cavs. I think they have the talent to land at six or seven. I see it's, them landing seven to ten, anywhere in that it's range. It's not clicking for them right now, though, yeah. at all. They are not clinching the playoffs, Max, I can guarantee Max that. Struess looks out of place. Yeah. I think that Darius Garland's not hitting his stride the yeah. way he has. Yeah. I think that Donovan Mitchell is a great player, but he's... I, I think they need to reevaluate what, what role everyone's playing. I was about to say the same thing. I think they need to re reevaluate the head coach, JB yeah. Bickerstaff, yeah. and whether he needs to be the guy. Yeah. I think that JB Bickerstaff, while he's there, like you said, needs to evaluate the roles. Yeah, for sure. So I agree. Um I but, think he's a guy you look at firing pretty soon. If if you don't perform this year, it's a guy you fire immediately. Um, I'm talking midway through the year. Yeah, I I agree with that. You look at it, but I'm saying if you completely don't perform this year, you fire him. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, they have a good team. Yeah. It, when it comes down to the West, currently the Nuggets are at one. I have them staying at one. There's there's not competition at that position in the West for me. Yeah, they're, um, they're just so good and so consistent too. So good, so consistent, so deep. You, you see teams like the Mavs and Timberwolves, they win a lot of games, but then, oh, they drop one to the Pelicans. The Pelicans. By like 40. <laughs> or So the Nuggets, they don't really do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, when we talk about the Timberwolves, they're second in the league right now, I think, or second in the West right now. I think they're going to be third. They are... I'm a little bit surprised by them. They're finally hitting their stride they're everything's finally, clicking their, their chemistry is finally getting there rudy gobert has finally found his place in that rotation yep ant-man taking a leap he's great which once we saw him in fiba we knew it was going to happen yeah uh cat is finally finding his role as a pick and popper rather than having to have the ball in his hands i think running the offense through mike conley and ant-man has been working phenomenally jade uh, mcdaniels great three jade mcdaniels great d player Hold on. That dude, I have been saying this since he got drafted, is going to be a DPOY at least once before the end of his career. He is long. He is fast. He has great hands. He can block shots anytime he wants. He's going to get stronger. Yeah. I. That dude, I, I'm in love. Um, but an unsung hero of them is... Is Kyle Anderson? Uh, that that dude has been shooting lights out. <laughs> Definitely, he's been playing on think, the perimeter and in the paint. I think Kyle Anderson is a great piece for any team. Yeah, he's a great role player. Um, so I I see them landing at three, and the person I have at three now I see landing at two, and that is my Dallas Mavericks. But we'll talk about them later. Uh, they've just they've just been playing pretty well. Currently at four. The is, Rockets. Is wow. The Rockets. That's crazy. Dylan Brooks, I told you this before recording. He is the second best player to come out of the Shanghai Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. What? Anyways, uh, he's second in the league in three point percentage with like 55%. That's insane. That's bonkers. Who saw that coming out of Dylan Brooks? Me. Me. He's got a smooth 2K jumper, though. So. He does have a smooth 2K jumper. He's also a great defender. Oh, he's always been that. Defender. Um, but I I see them uh, dropping to six. I, I yeah. cannot see this uh, keeping going. I think their coaching is getting leagues better, and I think that's a big part of what's going on I think on Sangoon right is amazing. 
Yeah, and I think part of that is coaching. They're finally running the ball through him, yeah. which is what you need to I think to he needs to be their guy. I have concerns about Jalen Green. He so a, many concerns. I, I, he's so inefficient. He's so inefficient. And Fred Van Vliet has been so inefficient, too. Yeah. And, and honestly, they're both defensive liabilities right now. I just... I don't see them keeping it up. Five, I have the Thunder. Uh, that's that's, that's right now. Yeah. Uh, I see them at four. I can see that too. Um, I think it, four or five is probably my prediction. But I think I, I think, think they're a team of next year and beyond, like as one of the top teams. But right yeah. now, I think they're just a little bit unex, under under experienced. I think it's really just. They they haven't won before, and this is their first year. They're gonna win a lot. That's but I mean, I it. think think everybody should know by now. Shea is incredible. He's an MVP candidate. To me, he's yeah, he not to me. He is top he, five in the league. He, top five in the league. I I don't know about that. I have to look. I think into it, he's but, top five in the league. Uh, I mean, Lucas, Steph, Embiid, Giannis, Jokic. So he's not top five in the league. I could put him up there with Giannis, like instead of Giannis. I I look at I'll look at him and Giannis as on the same level. I disagree. Giannis is more dominant offensively and defensively, more efficient. But that's another. They play argument. different roles, they, but they yeah. do play different roles. Anyways, he's a great player, MVP candidate. He's playing out of his mind, and then Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren is, is, is coming in nuts. being a, exactly what they needed. Yeah, and then you have uh, Lou Dort, Dort three and yeah. D. Jalen Williams looks like he could be a star in his second year, and then he can uh, do a lot. Josh Giddy talking about doing a lot. The ten point triple double king. The the the, the ten eight and eleven king. <laughs> the the double double with rebounds and assists king. <laughs> uh, that that dude is is weird to watch play. <laughs> they they got some good role players. They got the other Jalen Williams. Solid backup center. They got Isaiah Joe, can shoot the lights out from mm. three. They got a really strong team. Yeah, and then uh, someone who's been honestly underwhelming but is performing better as of late is the Kings. They're at six. I have them landing at seven, uh, right below the Rockets. I think. I think, I think that could should... go either way. I think the Kings will probably be better than the Rockets. Yeah, I I just don't know as of right now. Uh, with their inconsistencies, Darren I think Fox for had a me, great game against the Cavs, but the Kings should land at about five for me. I think well, having De'Aaron Fox back, it makes their offense twice as good. Oh, for sure. But I think the five is locked down by the Los Angeles Lakers. They're at seven right now, and they are a better team than the Kings, and that's not a discussion in my mind. I think uh, it is a discussion. I won't I mean, say that they're not better, you, but you you think of the Lakers, and uh, obviously they have offensive firepower with LeBron, AD, Austin Reeves have, has been underwhelming, but I mean he's still young. He's in, not in, that. In, he's honestly in, not that young. In the NBA is what I'm talking about. Uh, I mean, yeah, but it's his what third year? Third year. And D'Lo has been playing really good. D'Lo has been playing really good, but I, I, I he's think... got incons- he's got consistency issues. I agree, but that's mostly due to the role he plays every game, like game to game. It changes so much, and his situational uh, awareness does need to get a little better. But, I mean, they are locking down the Kings 10 times out of 10. They're locking down most teams 10 times out of 10. On defense? Yeah. I I mean, with AD in the paint, there's very few people who can get past him. 
LeBron is a great perimeter defender. When he wants to be. And I, I just think... I think I, D'Lo isn't a great defender. I think I agree. He's a guy that could get taken advantage of. I don't think they're locking down most teams. I think they're locking down mid-tier teams. I think when you get into upper echelon, they're gonna they're not gonna have a shutdown defense. I I think a big problem though for them is Gabe Vincent. He is not fitting in there. At him and Rui Hachimura are just not fitting in there. Christian yeah. Wood is fitting in way better than yeah. yeah. On top of Gabe Vincent, we've seen this before with guys like Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, maybe Max Struess happening too. Yeah, maybe guys find their perfect role with the Heat yeah. and then go off and they average like sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> and are just awesome. And then they go off and sign a good contract. Sign a good contract and are just not as good as the Heat yeah. made them look. Um, so I think that's kind of his deal right now. Yeah. And and then currently at 8 is the Warriors. I see them staying at 8. Uh, I don't see them passing any of the teams we previously mentioned. Yeah. They're just, Steph is playing incredible. Uh, Clay is playing okay. Uh, when it comes to Chris Paul, Andrew Wiggins, and Jonathan Kaminga, all of them are shooting below 20% from 3. That's crazy. It's it's that has to rise. It's 18, 16, and fifteen. And Chris Paul is shooting four threes a game. Andrew Wiggins is shooting around four. And <laughs> Jonathan Kaminga is shooting like two to three, depending on the game. I think that must rise. It will. But I, I could see them landing at eight or seven. Eight through six. I, I think eight or seven, I don't see them getting to six. Um I think that West is kind of a wild card from like four down. <laughs> yeah, I I can agree with that. Um, and then at nine, we currently have the Pelicans. Blew out my Dallas Mavericks. My Dallas uh, Mavericks. Another team I could see them landing from ten to six. I think they stay at nine. I think against the Mavs, they played incredible. I think against most other teams, their defense isn't going to hold up as well. Yeah. Uh, I think offensively, obviously, they have the weapons to do it, and they were missing McCollum against the Mavs, which makes that even more impressive. But but on the top of McCollum, he's not a good defender at all. Yeah. Brandon Brandon Ingram's not great. He's getting better, a lot better, actually. His hands are getting better. He's better at reading the defense, and he's he's obviously got the physicality to go with it. Yeah. Uh, Zion is stepping into his role as a paint defender, which is weird to see, honestly. Zion isn't the guy you want to have out there on the perimeter, though. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but what's even Her- weird? Herb Jones is a good defender, a very good defender. So is Najee Marshall. Uh, Najee Marshall, I don't know who that is. Uh, he's new, I think. He's so good. Um but as far as Zion goes, the weirdest part about that is seeing him play basketball. That's that's super weird to Hopefully it holds up. Watch see. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he keeps doing that. Uh but I see them staying at nine and then ten right now are the, the Suns. I see them staying. At I 10. could see them staying there too. I think ten to seven. I think they just, I don't think they clinch the they playoffs. just built the team the wrong way. <laughs> they they have a good starting four. That's my thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, I just don't see them being consistent. Um, I, and I think they're bad defensively. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, I mean, KD is a is a pretty good defender. Uh, I, I but he's not gonna everyone do, else. He's not gonna great. do it by himself. Yeah, yeah. no. Everyone else just kind of stinks. Nurkic isn't even good. They've got offensive firepower that could click sometimes. It's yeah. not always gonna click. Yeah, for sure. And their defense is just bad. 
Yeah, but uh, moving on, your Miami Heat. Miami Heat. Fan favorites, we want to talk about our Miami Heat. I need to go up. Bro is struggling. Really quick, they're 7-4. and four. They started out 1-4. and four. Yeah. A lot of concerns there. But they've won six in a row, which that's a lot of games. It is a lot of games. <laughs> I, I talked to you about I this think the other day. I, I have that down. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. They should have won all six games. Yeah. The Lakers one was the toughest one. Which and the is Lakers, what I said, too. And the Lakers aren't great. So they should have won all those games. I, I think the Lakers are a better made team as of right now. I think it's close. I think it's close. I think the Lakers are better, though. I think Jaime Jaquez Jr. Jamie Jaquez Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie J. Say the stats. Say say the stats. J.R. His his last four games. Jaime Jaquez Jr. His last four games where I wanted to do the last four because he's been getting run. Yeah. And these last four games, 31 minutes per game, 15 points per game, 4.3 rebounds, 2.5 assists, a steal and a half. He's shooting 53% from the field and <laughs> almost 39% from three. Wow. He's hitting his free throws, and he's plus 12 on the floor. Yeah. He is exactly what they needed. He, he's like a mini Jimmy. Honestly, he's Mexican Jimmy. <laughs> Mexican Jimmy, literally. He's border. Literally. He's border money Jimmy. Jamie, <laughs> Jamie, Jimmy. Oh my gosh, this kid. <laughs> Jaime. Oh, uh, Jamie. All right, continue. I think he's huge. I think he's looking like he could be a superstar. Yeah, I mean, I am not even close to putting that label on him yet. Well, cause... I I say that's why I say could be down the line. I mean, I'm not I think, even going to say Chet could be a superstar. I think he's like a 30-year jump-out kind of guy. Maybe. I don't know. That's we'll, we'll that's, that's how he feels to he's, me. He's going to be exciting to watch. He, he feels like a third-year average 24, 12, and 8 kind of guy. I don't know. But Duncan Robinson improves. I want he just looks like he can do more. His defense has gotten a little better. His feet move faster, which really comes out on the offensive end. His first step, his burst is really fucking fast. Yeah, he's he, which didn't used which to be that way. Used to be the case. He's knocking down shots, which for, of course he's known for. For the first part of the season, he is not known for. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's kind of impressive that he's doing that right now. His passing looks better. He finishes at the rim well. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, he had a move on he, Victor Wembanyama. He, he gave Victor Wembanyama his welcome to the NBA moment. <laughs> Duncan he, Robinson. So, so he he went in for a drive baseline. He drove left to pull towards it up. baseline. Can we pull it up? Uh, I can like in post probably. Um, but he drives baseline and then does a half spin to to Wemby to the outside and then just drives straight past him. Well, Wemby, Wemby was like... <laughs> <laughs> he, he did that 2K and, ankle breaker animation where he like twists his feet. And on the, <laughs> the same game, he catches... He's already got like 20 at this point. Yeah. He catches the ball at the hash. Sohan, a great defender, is coming mm-hmm. at him. Pump fake... So and flies by. He looked like Curry, bro. 
dribbles <laughs> and he takes like two dribbles towards the Corners. baseline. Yeah. Hardened step back, three steps. Yeah. Perfect. Sohan's coming back at him. Step back to the corner. Pump fake. Sohan throws, but flies by, splashes it from three. It was cold. <laughs> he's got like he's got like cold energy, bro. Yeah. He's got aura. Or is crazy. And yeah, you you need to put both those clips in there. I'll try. I'll try my my darndest. But that's enough about Duncan. Bam out of Brio improves. I think he's the best player on the team. I agree. I think when the playoffs come, Jimmy will repossess that role. <laughs> as he has time in and time out. But as of last year, I think Bam Adebayo has been the best player on the team. Yeah. And he's gotten even better. His defense is as good as it's always been, mm. of course. His playmaking looks great. Mm. His scoring has taken a step up. Yeah. He's grabbing rebounds, like, honestly, better than you'd expect for a guy his size. Um, I mean, also, his confidence is going up by a lot. And you can you can really tell that it's yeah, going up a lot. Definitely. Because he's, he's, uh, he's doing more of those mini pull-ups that he can knock down at any point in time. He, he's been named the team captain, which is interesting. Yeah, I actually like that a I lot. do, too. They're really deep. I mean, they have got. I was talking about this earlier. They have a solid backup center in Thomas Thomas Bryant, Bryant and he doesn't even get run. Yeah, they have Haywood Highsmith, who this non-ball knower doesn't know. Not, bro, he averaged three points a game on like seven minutes a game <laughs> the past like season or something. But he is stepping into his role beautifully. He's a lockdown defender. No, he is lockdown defender. He's a lockdown defender. He's Bro's swatting Shea every possession. He's he's streaky from three. Dude, they had him on Giannis in the first round last year. Really? They had him on Giannis last year in the first round, and that was a five-game series, by the way. Yeah, so that's that crazy. So that should tell you something. He's a lockdown defender. Not great on offense, but he can hit some shots. Mm-hmm. He's a great piece for them. They have Duncan Robinson. They have Tyler Hero, who's going to come back. That dude, he he needs to be more efficient, but he can hoop. He, he can, can ball. Hoop. And ball is life. So they're 25th in points per game right now, which is a, it's, it's low, but I think Tyler Hero is going to come back and help that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's just instant offense. Yeah, I mean, they're basically the Steelers of basketball. <laughs> I think they're better than that, considerably. I, 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 I agree, but I'm saying in that, their defense is like what a hundred percent of the time wins them games. Honestly, not even. I think. I think their resistance and their persistence wins them games. Yes, and I, th- I think a large, large portion of that is on the defensive end. They're number eight in opponents' points per game. So See? their defense is playing well. <laughs> they're number 10 in three-point percentage. That's a big part of why they're winning games. They're knocking yeah. down their shots. I mean, when you have so many catch-and-shoot opportunities from so many good passers. Yeah. it's They're 25th two-point percentage. Um, That's not good, but I think Tyler Hero 
like I said, I think he's going to come back and he's going to raise that. Uh, I mean, he's going to draw so much attention at he's the three. He's going to draw so much attention at the three. He can drive in. He can pull the midi. He can score at the rim. He can pass it. Well, we were talking about gravity earlier. He's going to bring that so that the, he's gonna bring the two that, is going to be so much more He open. can bring that all over the court. Mm-hmm. And he can score anywhere, too. Yeah. They've got about middle of the pack defense. But they're number fifth in steals per game. Mm-hmm. But they're twenty seventh in blocks. Yeah, I mean, considering the the height and that kind of stuff, and the fact that most of their takeaways are based on turnovers yeah. rather than like blocks, I I think it's fine. It's not something to be worried about. Yeah, like the Steelers, they're least fouls in the league. Yeah, that's a big part of why they win. They don't commit fouls. Yeah, well, and they don't get called. <laughs> and I'm I'm still sick and tired of the 2006 Miami Heat. And while they don't, <laughs> and while they don't get fouls, they're still managed to be crazy physical. Yeah, for sure. Basketball is so physical, dude. Yeah, people do not realize that enough. Um. Anyways, now time to talk about let's my talk about Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks. We're out of time. Um, Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic. 31.1 points per game. Terrible which player. Is se- which is second. He would... He... Terrible player. I could drop him off one-on-one. <laughs> he would drop off one-on-one probably anyone on the Heat. Jimmy is the only one who could give him a run. And that's a fact. Uh, anyways. Luca. 31. <laughs> we got defensive. I did. 31.1 uh, points per so game. You which might beat sec- him. Which is second in the league. <laughs> Which is second in the league. Uh, he had a terrible game against the Pels for their in-season tournament game. But, I mean, that's not common. It, so. That's that's true. Um, I don't think that's right now. I don't think that's something you look at with a lot of concern. Fifty. Well, I'll talk about that in a second. 51.1% from the field, which is nuts for him because his highest previously was like barely 49 uh, and then 42.6% from three, which is even more nuts for him because he, Isn't uh, he... Wasn't he before like an average of like 33 or 32? It's like 34 was was two years ago. And I think it was like 35 last year. 35 or 36. But still, huge leap. Yeah. Uh, 64.7 true shooting percentage. That is, that is absurd. That's, uh, for those of you who don't know, when you take free throw percentage, three-point percentage, and... Uh, general field goal percentage and put them all into one stat so that is a nuts true shooting percentage especially considering the volume uh 77 and the free throw percentage 77.5 percent from the free throw line which is which it's, was a it's career good for, high. it's good for his career it's a career it's high not good but by, by like six percent he's been in that gym uh 7.8 rebounds per game which i mean he would be averaging like 10 but we have Derek lively uh, 7.9 assists per game, which he would be averaging more, and that's still fifth, but he would be averaging more if it were, wasn't for Kyrie. Uh, 1.2 steals. Player. 1.2 steals a game, uh, which is honestly, I didn't expect that at all, considering he's been barely averaging one, if that, uh, pretty much his whole career. And yeah. then half a block, which also is kind of impressive. And then four and a half turnovers a game. Not great. Um, he had eight against the Pels, was six in the first quarter. Eight is crazy. Six in the first quarter. Six in, six in the first quarter, um, which is ridiculous. Lil bro needs to pass it to the right he, team. He also had a six uh, a six turnover game against uh, the Magic as well, which wasn't good. We ended up winning it. He was just very loose with the ball. 
Uh, he's looked really, really good, but the, the Pels exposed uh, that he lacks maturity and discipline uh, and keeping a steady head with the ball when it comes to those stressful situations, such as them doubling him. What they did is they took whoever was on Derek Jones Jr. at the three-point line and just blitzed Luca with him because they were like, I mean, let him shoot. Yeah. Um, and it, it worked. It worked so well because Luca would see that guy running at him and then he would just not know what to do and he would just start moving the ball around and then just throw it at someone he kind of knew where they were. Like throw it at a black person. (laughs) (laughs) The first, the first skin tone he sees. Tosses it. Um, so he'll he just see someone like kind of in the vicinity and just pass it their direction. It would get picked off by Brandon Ingram. <laughs> like yeah. it, it it shows that he needs to find that discipline. He is so young. We haven't seen him have Young-ish. to do this. We we haven't seen he's below twenty. He's twenty four. Yeah, but I mean, he's been playing five years. Um, I think I think he is entering that like mid career stage. I think two years and he'll be. I think mid career. I think. He, I think he is now. I think one year he definitely is. Um, but he he really needs to gain that steady head. We've seen him have problem with Tex in the past because he has a hot head. And uh, I would really just like some more level-headedness. I think uh, Kai is going to help out a lot with that uh, yeah. for sure. And, I mean, that's really all I have on Luka. He's an amazing player, great scorer, great on offense. Kyrie Irving, 22.3 points per game. Great step up from last year. Yes, 46. Well, he didn't really play too terrible on last year. He didn't play it was terrible. Just, it was just chemistry was the issue. Yeah. Uh, 46% from the field, and we'll talk about that. 40.3% from three, which is crazy, and we'll talk about why. 57.3% true shooting, and we'll talk about why that's weird as well. 84.6% from the free throw line, which is a dip. We'll talk about him. why. No, that's a dip for him. Uh, Four point one. I actually bounced. don't know why. We'll talk about because he averages uh, <laughs> he averages fifty forty ninety. So I don't know. Uh, Four point one rebounds, which is honestly high. Um, it is high. Six point seven assists, which you love to see. One point two steals, just like his brother Luca, and point uh, four blocks. One point seven turnovers. Um, you which like is the very low. to turnover ratio? Yeah. Uh, he started off the season bad. Not not like oh that sucks bad. He was shooting anywhere from like thirty to like forty one percent from the field, um, and that's why I said we'll talk about the field goal percentage because that's low key super good considering the first four games he played he was in that range. Um, and I'm just really happy to see him finally starting to hit his stride. I mean he had a seventy percent from three game uh, against the Pels the first go around. He he shot seven for ten from three. That's crazy. That is crazy. And he shot like sixty four percent. That's the, the field kind of performance to make you mad, bro. <laughs> he was he was making everything, and then Luca also dropped like a quiet thirty. <laughs> quiet thirty is crazy. Like Kai Kai had thirty five, and and everyone was focused on that because he had been struggling. And then Luca was just like, "Yeah, Kai had a great game." And they're like, "What about you, Luca? You had 30? He goes, "I had 30? <laughs> what about you? What about you, Luca? You had thirty, ten, and eight. <laughs> I think that was pretty close to his actual stat line, which yeah. is nuts. Um, biggest pickup of the offseason, and we had a lot of them. Grant Williams, eleven point three points per game, fifty uh, percent from the field, and fifty one point seven three point percentage. He's terrible better. player. He he's shooting better than your favorite player. Um, he's not shooting better five, than my favorite player. 
Which is? Me. Or, uh, a thousand percent he is. Dylan Brooks. <laughs> Alright. That's a crazy <laughs> favorite player. 5.3 attempts a game. Shanghai 5.3 attempts a game, which is yeah, that's crazy, crazy to be he shooting at that clip for that much. Uh, 68.6% true shooting. Also nuts. 63.2% from the free throw line. We we might have to get some hack a Grant going. Hack-a-grant. 3.5 rebounds a game, an assist a game, 0.3 steals, and 0.7 blocks. And one Batman. 0.9, <laughs> 0.9 turnovers. Um, He has been sparking it and has been the help on defense we needed. Steals and blocks oh, yeah. cannot tell you how good of a defender this guy has Perfect been. fit. Um, he, he guarded Wemby. What? He's 6'6". Six, six. He's 6'6". Six, six. Stumpy little arms. No vertical. Like, what is... How is this guy guarding the 7'5 the Goliath that is Victor Wembanyama? Like, bro literally should have just gone. But he couldn't because Grant Williams is him. Anyway, Because Grant Williams... I feel like Wemby was getting, like, bodied. Because Grant, Grant Williams is like... Shh. He's huge. He's like... He is bulky. Huge. And Wembanyama is like... He's like, like my... He's, like my, my wet. He's like if... Grant Williams is like if Desmond Bain took steroids. <laughs> like that's that's pretty much that's it. crazy. Uh, Derek Jones Jr., another phenomenal pickup. Heat legend, loved him in Miami. Uh, eight point seven points per game on forty nine point three percent. And I and field. I bet on his train, bro. Bet on his train. I've been on his train. Oh, been on his train. Thirty six point four percent from three on four attempts. His previous high was two and on a season. And he'll dunk on your favorite player. And he will dunk on your. Favorite player, not Dylan um, Brooks. Not uh, yes, he will. He he will. <laughs> yeah, he bro, bro. He he's dunked on like seven two. Oh no, he kids. he will dunk on anybody. Yeah, he will literally dunk on your favorite player. Um. Anyways, he is shooting sixty two point two percent true shooting, seventy one point four percent from the free throw line, which is it's just a struggle for the Mavs apparently. Three point two boards a game, one point two assists, half a steal, half a block, and point nine. I thought that's six blocks. I was gonna lose my shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> six blocks that's like a casual ad if he wants to try a game dude that's like walker kessler not walker kessler has been underwhelming anyways he has been uh Derek lively that's like walker kessler last year Derek lively the greatest center in mavs history uh since tyson chandler greatest big man in mavs history <laughs> this kid is blasphemous uh 8.3 8. points per game <laughs> 70.6% from the field. That's crazy. 69.9% true shooting. 57.9% from the free throw. 579 Dude, that is a bad that's, free throw that's shooting That's DeAndre game. Jordan levels. That, that's some, like, can we get some hack grant and some hack Derricks? Can we get some hack of Mavs? He's averaging almost seven boards a game, an assist a game, half a steal a and game, how many minutes? and a block a game. So on average, he's averaging like 20? maybe twenty minutes. That's maybe. that's impressive. Uh, a block a game and point nine turnovers. The Mavs are finally flowing. They finally have the pieces they need to be a cohesive team instead of a a bunch of randoms in Luka Doncic. Um, and I'm I'm really happy they need to play Rashawn Holmes more. Uh, Slappy Powell isn't doing it too much. You can say his name in a fun way, Kapow, but that's about it. That's all you get from Slappy. Uh, but yeah, Rashawn Holmes. That was embarrassing. I really want Rashawn Holmes. 
Uh, I don't care. Rashawn Holmes, I really want him to play. He's averaging like three minutes a game, and in those three minutes, he's averaging three points a game. So please play him. Please play him. Uh, Mavs, if you see this, three Mark minutes, Cuban, three please, buckets. Please, please, please play Rashawn Holmes over Dwight Powell. Maxi Kleber, please Mark come Cuban's back. Watching. Go Heat. Go Steelers. Go Mavs. Fuck the Cowgirls. Go Mavs. Go Cowboys. This has been Go Go, go Down. Goodbye.